Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Breck. How's it going this morning? It's it's going. It's not too bad this morning. I got up early a lot this week, so it was pretty. It, it was a little easier today. Look at you. Your muscle memory is coming in on yeah. getting up earlier. <laughs> Until I crash like tomorrow and can't get up. <laughs> I um, as you can see, I'm back at the library, and. I'm a little thankful for that this morning because my gray hairs are coming in hot and I have not had a chance to get my hair dyed. So thankful for the dark lighting we got going on here. You know, it matches, it matches spooky season too. So it's, it's good. Yeah. It's uh, well, it's just turning seven o'clock here in Minnesota. So still the light or it's just starting to get light. Yeah. Mm. Um, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. And I, we've got a lot to talk about today because a lot has happened for both of us this last week. Again, I feel like our lives are not boring. No, and I feel like they're speeding up as the days are getting shorter, so it's a little frightening. I know, I know. Well, you had a big week last week because you guys were branding, working out in the cattle pastures, doing all that, acting like a real cowgirl. <laughs> yeah, I was playing cowgirl for a day, but we didn't do a whole, I mean, we did um, 40 head. I was telling someone yesterday, like, man, that's nothing. That's like an hour and a half worth of work. And I was like, ah. But we were, we're splitting up what we're doing on our cows and calves, and then we toured another ranch. So it was a good week so far. And it was... Um, we took Sunday off and kind of did nothing except we had to pick up some cattle off of a lease in the afternoon, but that was nice to not have to be somewhere at a certain time. Very nice. I like those days too. And you had a big weekend with your Top Hand Cowgirl Challenge. Yeah, we did. Um, when did we talk last week? When Wednesday. Did we... I think we was Wednesday. it Wednesday? Yeah. I can't remember. Um, yeah. So I left on Wednesday night and... We had a full day of clinics on Thursday, a half a day of clinics on Friday, and then we went into the show on Friday night and Saturday. Um, <coughs> so much goodness. And I got, I have to give a shout out to Dr. Mark with Eclipse Equine and Anna, his wife who came, um, she represented Mark up there, but I gotta find my camera. See these cute coffee cups they gave, whoops. All the competitors, aren't those cute, Remy? They're super cute. I can't even, I can't even get this. And Anna made earrings that went inside of them. They were mm -hmm. turquoise leather cow tags. They were so cute. Super cute. Anna shot a fireball. So, I mean. She was covering all the things. Look, she was covering the morning with coffee cups. <laughs> either competition or the evening with the fireball. And then you got to look good with earrings. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, you know, the fireball could come in handy either way. I mean, for a celebration or if you need to Just have take a little. Edge off. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. Um, my child made my coffee this morning and I feel like, not sure how it happened, but the it's cold. So he must not have got the water heated somehow. But, um, yeah, so Top Hand, for those of you who don't know, is 
um, it's a pretty cool event because it's all women and we had 63 of them that actually competed and it's five events with one horse and the events are ranch sorting, one round of ranch sorting, barrels, ranch cutting, ranch trail and ranch pleasure. So I think it's pretty cool because you have to have a horse that's willing and able to be pretty versatile and do all the things. And it's, it's a really cool event that has probably grown into something much more than I was even thinking that it would grow into. And there's, there's not very many places that you can go with that kind that amount of women and it be totally cool. No one is fighting. No one is crabbing about anything. Everybody is laughing and literally having a really good time. And you've done women events with Remy. That's not an easy feat. It's not. Ours tend to have a little, a little bit of alcohol involved when it's all women, which isn't about women, but it's, it's, we would like to have a safe space for us all to get along and have fun and just Correct. enjoy our horses and competing. There is alcohol involved. Yes, there is alcohol involved. Remy. Actually, our ladies night this year was really, was the tamest. It, it was probably the most fun it's ever been and the tamest it's ever been. So it was, um, but it's, it's, I, I think you find that, especially with women that are around their horses, if they're competing, they like to go have a good time and find fellowship amongst other horse women uh, and just support each other and have fun. Cause why are you doing all of this? If it's yeah. not for fun. I had a, one of the contestants, she emailed me on Monday and she said, honestly, I think of this more as a cowgirls retreat because they all go out for supper together. They have a few drinks together and they learn together, very much learn together. And you're correct, support each other and cheer on each other, which you don't always get in every avenue or because probably because there's more money involved or it's just, I'm not sure why, but this is not like that. You know, I, I think, too, when you go seeking more like a friendship and a camaraderie, no matter what you do, even if you are competing, you'll find the people that will support you. And you mm -hmm. just have to find them at other shows, too. There's just not as many of them all at once. It is so fun for me to see because we get a lot of new people, a lot of new people every year. It's always a different group of people. But the ones who come back the improvement that they've made, Remy. I mean, it it's kind of an emotional event for me. And I, you and I have talked about this a lot. Um, for those of you, it just got dark in here. I might have to turn my truck on, ladies. Um, for those of you who have ever taught or done events like this, it, it takes a lot out of you. Not from a place of you're working so hard and you're just tired because you're working so hard. You are working hard, but you love what you're working for. So that's not the issue. It's a mental issue because there's so many things that you're trying to think about, not even trying. I think for me, I get so excited. I see everything happening in front of me and I get so excited. I get mentally wore down 
by the end of it. It's it's an emotional investment into what you're doing and into the people. And it's not just that you want your show to be successful. You want all those people to be successful. That is what it is for me, Remy. Yes. It's a, we were talking, I was talking to James because we put on these um, weekly sortings that are just a really good time on a Saturday. They used to be on Friday nights. We just moved into Saturday, but they're just a really good time on a Saturday night. And we make sure that we have cattle that are very exhibitor friendly. So they're not super fresh because these guys are just coming to make some runs, have fun. It's a good night. Yes. Just a second here. Oh, are you there? I'm there. I think I hooked up. You hooked up to your Bluetooth. I believe I am. Just one second. Breck needs a better internet connection. I don't know what to tell you, people. Back. All right. Better. There we go. Yeah. Um, say that again for me. So we have exhibitor-friendly cattle, and part of it is because you want all these people to have success, so it's a good time. And James will stress if there's like one cow that's maybe a little bit tough. Now it's not a bad cow. And, and or any other sorting, it wouldn't even be an eliminator, but we have to make sure that it works. So same thing for both of us, our brains go on the whole time and you end up being a little tired at the end of the night, not from physical labor, but you wanna make sure everyone's having fun and it's the mental labor of the event. It is the mental labor of the event and it's a good, it is a good kind of tired. Um, and like I said, I get, I get so emotional, Remy. Um, and it's just because I know how hard these women are working. I see the time that they've put in. There's, well, I have several. God, I I wrote down, I'm like, there were so many good things that happened over the weekend. And I don't want anybody to feel slighted that I left them out because I saw it all. I definitely take it all in. Um, there's a group of women from North Dakota who come and they came last spring, I believe, for the first time. It was either last spring or last fall. Just amazingly nice women and they came back this year and looked so good i could just tell how much work they put in and um just driving their horses up into the bit making them look really cool in the western pleasure packing them or the branch pleasure packing themselves around there um but those women come for a genuinely fun time but they must find value in it because they're trying to do all the things to complete each event at the highest level that they possibly can. The amount of young women that we get there, Remy, that is amazing. And I've thought about that so much because as a horse woman or as a young woman growing up, a horse girl in school, middle school, high school, it's not always the easiest because you're kind of the different kid, right? Yeah. Um, you can be, not always, but you can be because you would rather go to a horse show than you would the Friday night football game. And sometimes it's hard for the other kids to understand that kind of a personality and vibe. And um, I look around at all these young women and I'm like, this is so cool because they have a, they're being mentored by a lot of amazing cowgirls who have taken them under their wing to provide a safe place for them to provide mentorship at the highest level and school's tough. Kids can be real shitty these days. And fortunately for these young cowgirls that are, that I saw this weekend, I'm like, you know, life just got 
a lot better for them because of the people that they have in their circle. So that's so cool to see for me. Um, I get a lot of retired women and I've had, a, I've, I get quite a few from my clinics too. And every time I ask them what their goal is, the goal is always, I just love to ride my horse and I just want to enjoy my horse today with you, period. I love that. I love that they want to do this. And I love their reasoning that they just want to enjoy their horse. And a lot of them do it with their daughters. Uh, their daughter could be a youth. Their daughter could be 40, 50. Uh, we get a ton of mother and daughter pairs, which I don't think there'd be any better way to spend a day with than with your mom on the back of a horse. Is it Remy? I don't think so. Unfortunately, my mom can't ride anymore because uh, she mine has, can't either. But she has a lot to. They're both very. Oh involved. yeah, yeah. So she's with us at most of the shows. She still comes, helps me, uh, watches me when I ride. Um, my mom was an amazing hand, and it's true. And I think that's the great thing about horses is there's there's so much more to go that goes with horses than just the horse itself. Oh my gosh! And so I you know. build this whole. I was um. A good friend of ours had uh, broken his shoulder on a colt, and they found out when they were doing, this is going somewhere, they found out when they were doing the x-ray that he was going to have a quadruple bypass, which they would have never found out if he hadn't gotten in the wreck. And I remember talking to him when he was in the hospital, and we and you know, I hadn't seen him for, we, re, we run into each other here and there, and I hadn't seen him for a while. And I think I talked to him for like an hour and a half, and I was called, and I talked to his wife, and, you know, we hung up. I was like, you know, I love you guys, and there's just nothing like for us, it's our team penning family. Like I, you don't have to see those guys all the time and they're home, you know, you yeah. feel like home when you're with them. So that's, that. it's a, it's just a different, and it's a different bond you have when you've been competing, not even competing, but riding your horse continuously with the same group of people. You just have a different level of comfort with them because especially when livestock's involved, you can't keep a mask up all the time, right? You have, you have to be who you are because the animals will show you if you're not. And so you develop these very true lasting friendships through your horses. It's amazing. The people who are naturally quiet, who come out of their shell over three days or four days, whatever it is. Um, so much fun to see their personalities develop over the course of the week. And one, I do have to tell you one more too. Um, I have this girl and I'll say her name, Christine. Uh, she's amazing. She brings tears to my eyes when I think of her because, she, gosh, I don't know how old Christine is, but she's got three little boys and she works a full-time job. She's also a farrier, amazing cowgirl and all around good human. Like truly one of those people who she's got three boys, like you've got four. That's a lot in itself. And She's the one who will be riding and look up and be like, oh, I, have you eaten today, Brack? Let me go get you something to eat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, just the sweetest, kindest human ever. And she works really hard at being better. And last year she came to my, or I think it was a spring one she came to. And she won the ranch cutting, which I did not know this until this time. I'm going somewhere with this. So this time she comes in. She doesn't. She's she's a pretty good sorter. So 
that's a strong event for her. She's a really good barrel racer, so that's a strong event for her. And she won the last she won the last ranch cutting, so that should be a really strong event for her. Well, all three of those things should just happen and it kind of fell apart, you know? So that is what it is. So she goes into the last two events and ends up winning them. She won the ranch trail and she won the ranch pleasure. And she came up to me afterward and she's like, Breck, she's just bawling. I'm bawling. She's like, I won my first buckle last spring here. She'd never won a buckle before Remy. And now she won two more this last weekend. She's like, I, I can finally get a buckle rack. I have enough to get a buckle rack. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's just so awesome to see the success stories like that for me and you don't have to look very far when you're up there to see it all around you. And you have been talking a lot about like the hype men lately. Yeah. yeah. I have to give a, a shout out to all my hype men and women because last week was a little rough in the beginning of the week. And uh, you and a couple other friends were like, you know what? It, it's going to be fine. And my husband, you're like, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out, which I do truly believe, but in the middle of it, it's a little tough, no matter how strong you are to keep taking hits and hype men are a big part. You know, your circle is, I know, again, it's like, we're beating a dead horse, but your circle matters so much. And it doesn't have to be big, but you have to have people that when you're starting to feel like you're stuck, you're like, man, it's just, it's a bad day. It's a bad week. It's not a bad life. And so, um, yeah, everything worked out. It was great. I I found more people in my corner than I thought I had, again, because I did. And hype men matter, though. They do. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're trying to build your business, you're trying to work on relationships, you're trying to work on yourself, you need people that believe in you and that yeah. tell you it's going to be okay. You do. Uh, speaking of hype men, you saw the picture. Uh, my Housewives of Lake Lillian, you know, my tiny town, we have the housewives and we have book club once, once a week where we do not read books. We drink beer, but <laughs> it is, um, they're awesome. And none of them are horse women at all, except for the one, the one mom's daughters into horses, but they all came and supported me over the weekend, which is so cool since they're not horse people. I mean, they know nothing, but they just wanted to be there and be a part of it and be there for me, which kind of, I feel terrible in the middle of it because as we go back to what I said earlier, there's, I kind of feel like a bad friend and I don't mean to be the bad friend, but when you're in the middle of something like that, your brain is working overtime and you kind of just... And I told them that I would be like this before. So I'm like, please don't think ill of me or think that I'm ignoring you because I'm totally not. But we just have to wait till it's all over with at the end of the day because I had to focus my attention on this and make all of this work. And they're like, oh, we totally get it. But you kind of feel bad because you half-ass ignore them or not ignore them. But just yeah, I, uh, I and we've talked about it for me, right? I, I'm busy at shows. So like my yeah. best friend can be at a show and I might not talk to her for more than 30 seconds. Like, Hey, how's it going? How are the girls? I'll talk to you later. And she doesn't get offended because she knows, or she comes and sits with me in the announcer's booth and talks to me because yeah. I don't have time. And uh, we always joke that this way we don't really have friends because we're always working. So 
if you can work and talk, then we can hang out. If not, like, I'm not your girl. And, uh, and it, that sounds really horrible, but it's true. We're just, we're busy all the time. And you and don't so, mean to be though. You, you no, you're not, from a you're bad not trying place. to be flippant about it. You're just like, no, I got stuff to do. So if you want to like come along with me and, uh, you know, the good ones stick around, they come jump well, in the yeah. truck, they come sit in the booth. Or they, or they make sure that they catch you on the Tuesday after your show rather than wanting your attention. And the flip side is true. The people that really want your attention in the middle of a show that wants everything from you don't value, really don't value what you're trying to do. And I know this is going to be super shocking, but I have ADHD. So <laughs> I, I mean, this stuff that runs through my head on a daily basis is scary and it is like all over the board. Um, yeah, it just never shuts off. So. No, and your and your friends will, they, they know what's going on. You know, I have a piece of hay stuck in my hand. That's why I keep looking at my hand. It hurts. Um, Cause <laughs> I don't wear. Your hair's not gray. I don't know. Hey, look, I don't wear gloves. James always tell me to wear gloves when I feed, but I would always joke that gloves are for girls. So I should have probably worn <laughs> gloves when I was feeding. Um. I'm just trying to look at my notes here. No, I mean, but going back to the hype men, it's, it's true. And it's, um, my clientele is largely old, uh, middle-aged women, right? That's mainly my clientele. And the problem with, uh, it's not a problem. The hard part for a lot of these women is they've come to competing later in life. And for a large part of their life, they put other people first. If it wasn't their husband, it was oh. their kids or their job. So now you have to be this space and this voice. That's that, all women, Remy. It's that all women. All so, women. but like where you where you really see it though is when now it's just them, right? It's just them that's being coached. It's just them that's competing. And it, even if they do it with their family, it is still a very individual thing, right? Like you're now accountable for yourself, and you still have to take care of your husband. You still have to take care of your kids. But them finding that voice in the pen is amazing. And a lot of them, you have to hold their hand for a little bit and tell them like, no, you're a bad bitch. You got this. I, and, yes. uh, and as a trainer, it's you have to convince people of what you see in them, right? You have to tell them that you see it and you do see it. You see these women change and grow and get better. And you see it with men too. But there's, a, there's almost I a- love that. There's almost a timidity with women, right? To really embrace how great they can be. They need permission to go be great. You don't need anyone's permission to be great, but sometimes you need someone to tell you, like, you got it. You're a bad bitch. You can do whatever you want to do. Just own what you want to do. Honestly, um, well, I don't know. I don't consider myself a professional horseman, but I have a very innate ability to see things in others that they may not be able to see in themselves. Um, and I love that. I enjoy giving these lessons in clinics so much more than I ever thought because of what you just said. I love to see the change in them. And I, for the most part, I love to see them find their voice because that's literally what they're doing right in front of you. They're finding their voice. And maybe that is because they've taken care of somebody else for so long and they're the caretakers and they've never got the opportunity to do it for themselves. I don't know. No, we uh, joke, like remember the, the 
that movie Cool Runnings, like about the Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. And there's a little guy and he's like, and he puts him in front of the mirror. He's like, I got pride. I got power. I'm a badass mother and I won't take no shit off of nobody. <laughs> and so like I have a bunch of women that ride with me and they know that like, they know that. So they'll, you'll watch them kind of have a run go bad or just them be timid. And I was like, I got pride and they'll start shouting out the rest of it because it is, it's a chant you have to have through your, through your head. Like you're the baddest out there and you're not going to win all the time, but you have to have the mentality that you're good enough to compete all the time with anything in life. It's not just competition. You're good enough. You're enough as you are. You are enough. Hell, and, I still have to tell myself that, Remy. <laughs> you know, but it's 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 hard when life gets in the way to really think you're enough. Because if I was just thinner, if I was just prettier, if I was just funnier, if I smiled more, if I did this, if I did that, then I'd be enough. No, you're enough just as you are. Yeah. And um, it's particularly tough for women to understand that they're enough. Because everyone tells you why you should be something else or be more of something else. But, yeah, but not too much. The lady who actually won the overall, she took a clinic with me on Friday morning. And um, I could tell that she just didn't believe. I shouldn't say that she didn't believe in herself, but I think she questioned definitely herself. And um, it takes a while like to get somebody. You have to get them in a, a place where they can laugh and like, you, have to, you have to pull them back out of themselves. You can't you let do. them just hide. Yes. And I, am just, I was just like, you are a badass. You are a badass. And just kept telling her that through the morning. And it's so funny how, like, you can literally just see them. It You can see it, like, come off in layers. When they finally decide to relax and let go of everything. It's a really neat thing to see develop over time. Her didn't, she didn't take very long, but. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's the same thing. Like we talk about, um, we do ranch sorting clinics and people are like, well, do you need to yell at the cows? I'm like, no, you can do whatever you want. Oh, like, I make them yell at the cows. Right and I go, well, <laughs> well, you can do whatever you want. I, I said, you know, motion does more than yelling, but you're going to need to use your voice a little bit. And I will tell you, the people that say they don't want to yell at cows end up yelling the loudest. Because, you know, at first I think they think like, oh, that's below me. I'm not going to do that. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you know, cows come at them. And like, then you're like, oh, where'd, where'd that come from? Where'd that voice come from? Because I think they've been holding it in for a long yeah. And it feels good to get it out. I I do the same. I make I make them yell at them because I'm like find your voice just because I feel like it carries over into life. There's a lot of other things that it carries over into. Um, you know, one, well, what I didn't ever envision top hand into turning into, which it definitely has is a network opportunity, Remy. Um, and because I love entrepreneurship and all the things that go with that, it has now become my favorite part of the events, the connections that have been made, the relationships that have been formed. Um, unbelievable from a business standpoint of people helping each other within their businesses. I never 
I guess I probably thought it, you know, I, I knew that that could be a potential possibility, but I never knew what a big part that it would actually play in somebody's life. And I think that that is so amazing. Um, and the people that we get to come hand in hand with us through this event, the businesses, just like Dr. Mark and Anna, I mean, Anna didn't have to be there, but she came to support the other cowgirls on her little leg scooter, on her leg scooter. Yep. And did so without complaining all weekend and still funny because she's got one leg up in the air and trying to drive her leg scooter through an arena filled with dirt, but still wanting to do all the things by herself. I'm like, Oh, it's how we all are, I suppose. Um, but, uh, this Jackie Todd, she's the one, well, we've talked about her a little bit. Um, she's the representative for brands like Vetrison, Cowboy Magic, Mane and Tail, Exhibitors Equine, Miller Manufacturing, which is all of our buckets, <laughs> your buckets too, probably. Yeah. Um, Hamilton Halters, I think was the other one that she did. She donated some of the nicest prize baskets. I don't even know how many there were a lot. Let me tell you, nobody went home empty handed. Everybody came home with something. Um, oh God. Oh, I sent you the picture of the vets. We had a gal there that's a vet <laughs> that does essentials, essential oils. And I did not know that she had a pet with her until the last evening we were there. And I was just intrigued as hell by it. She had a pet rat with her named Birdie, who kind of lives in her sweatshirt when she's not sleeping. She does get locked up to sleep, but the rest of the day, she's literally in Melissa's sweatshirt. Um, that was hilarious. Her daughter, Ramy was there. She does body work on horses. She was also another big part of our event, Ramy Shelton. Uh, I have a couple hype men in my corner who helped me with everything. And that is Jan and Allie Nordball. And I think it's because both of them love being cowgirls, but they also love what the event embodies. And they've just been on board since day one. And I can't imagine doing it without them or my sister-in-law, Brianna. So yeah, it's crazy. The people and relationships, connections that are formed. And I just see bigger and better things for all of that. Well, and I think that's the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Like you have to have people that, um, I was talking to James about this, right? Like I joke that James is the empire builder and I'm just along for the ride, right? I'm there, I'm support crew, I'll do all that. But when you have that big dream, you have to have people that help you build it. You can't, I don't care what anyone says, you can't build all of that just on no. your own. Like you can be the main force, but you have to have people backing you for when you get tired, for when you get frustrated, you know, it was like going back to the, um, like the Purina deal, right? I have all these things to offer you. Well, then you end up with all those other sponsors for that, that understand the value because it's true. You know, they talk about with, um, contracts get closed on golf courses. Well, they get closed in branding pens and at horse shows too. You know, it's, it is all the networking. And if you're having a problem with somewhere now you've developed this whole network of people that, just because they ride horses doesn't mean that they don't do 20 other things. And it's crazy when you start looking around at what everyone does, because especially in horses, because it, it's a luxury for a lot of people, you're surrounded by these amazing business people and these amazing just people, people, just and they people, want, people. you know, they want to help you. They want to help people out. They want to offer you 
a piece of their success or at least some guidance of how to get there. And it's a very heartwarming feeling to look around and see all the support that you can have oh, from different people. And something that should be pointed out is I don't care who you are, but it is really hard for a lot of, it's really hard for women to take help from others. I am one of those women. So, um, but yes, it is hard to take help because you don't, you feel bad. You, we feel, why do we feel bad about everything? Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of being a woman. My thing is like, I, I did so much on my own for so long. I was like, man, I got it. I got it. I don't need your help. We were moving panels the other day and our partner, Marcus was like, Remy, you can't move all the panels by yourself. And James like, stay out of her way. She will. Goes, well, now I feel bad. So I got to move panels. But you get, you get in that mindset, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it done. And that's like, you know, you see it going around TikTok right now is the mental load of mothers and wives, because you're so used to managing everything on your own. And again, that's where good friends come in. They're like, yeah, I know you can do it, but let me lend you a hand and I'm not going to hold it against you. You don't have to pay me for it. There's no trade-off for it, except for this is a token of my friendship. And that's very hard to accept. It is. There, I will say that with age, I have gotten better about, I don't find value for myself in working on some things, some things I don't find value. And I'm talking in a business sense, I'm working on things that I'm not good at because it takes me so long. And I have recognized that there are people that surround themselves around me who are really good at my weaknesses. And I should state that some of my weaknesses that I don't want to work on, I just really don't like to do them things. It's not my jam. So why would I put all of my energy into something that I'm not good at? I do not enjoy a, and I've got people around me who enjoy them things and are good at them. It's like the ADD thing, right? It's like, uh, uh, I'm going to put off this task that would take me 10 minutes for three days because I don't want to do it, even if it's going to take 10 minutes. Correct. Yes. I have a lot of things like that, but I have gotten better about that. And um, actually, Jan, Allie's mom is always like, Brack, I mean, she's pretty adamant. Like, I want to help you. Let me help you. And I'm finally like, I surrender, Jan. You are good at things that I never want to be good at. So have at it. And she's amazing. But sometimes it takes that person to. Uh, yeah. Well, I got all this. I got all the um, spooky season sweatshirts out. Well, I didn't. I, I made them. I got them all out and then I packaged them and I was like, I'm going to make it to the post office. I never made it to the post office. So my mom, every day, my mom's like, what do you need done today? Like, what can I help That's you with? You know, and I was like. I got something for you. Do this because I'll be cleaning pens. She's like, well, if it wasn't hot, I'll come help you. I'm like, you are 70 something years old. You do not need to come help me clean pens. Yeah. But um, you can go to the post office though, mom. Go to the post office for me. So if you weren't sweatshirts or stickers, they're on their way. They got mailed on Saturday. That's um, hard. And Remy and I have talked about that so much because, okay, so that was one of my, that is one of my major not strong suits. I'm not good with um, wearables, anything like that. Remy is definitely super creative, but I'm pretty sure that her downfall is the same as mine. Like 
getting to the post office is not a strong suit for us. That's like why clothes would ride around in my vehicle with me for months on end that need to go to Goodwill when you pass it twice a day. Um, <laughs> we're just not, I'm just not good at that. I don't know if you're really good at that for me, but I'm just not good at that. And I, well, I, I don't think you're good at it. I have a husband that's like, did you do that? And you're like, no, no, I'm going to do it next time. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I do. I get like the manic productivity of ADD too, right? Where like, I want to do nothing one day. And then the next time I'm like, I'm going to do all the things and I'm going to do them really quickly. And I'm going to do them as fast as I can and to the best that I can do them. Yeah. And, it's, and it'll be like, man, you got a lot of stuff done today. And I was like, yeah, but I'm spent for the next two days. Like I should have maybe spaced that out over time. Well, actually Remy and I were going to do coffee with the cowgirls yesterday morning. And I, that's what happens to me. What did you call that? You've you got all these dang words Remy like it's manic productivity manic productivity okay so where you exhaust yourself and then you're just like wiped out I didn't do anything on Monday yesterday was a lot more productive than Monday was so th there's that no and then uh so we we um we gathered cattle on Monday and it was funny because I didn't grow up cowboying when I started dating James, I started cowboying with him. And um, I got my ass chewed a lot for breaking certain rules of etiquette that I did not know existed. And uh, so we go to gather on Monday and um, there's a reason for a lot of those rules when you cowboy, right? Like you don't switch positions, you don't do stuff like this. And uh, James went to one side and he sent me. And so the widow of the guy that we bought the widow that we bought the cattle from is probably one of the most amazing hands I've seen in my entire life. Where cattle like nobody's business, she uh, you, she still breaks thoroughbreds for the racetrack. Like she is handy and awesome and super quiet. Just like she, you you know you watch some people move in relationship to animals, like in relation to animals, and they just have it. She's always had it. And I've known her since I was a little girl. I knew her actually before I dated James because she broke um, racehorses for a, a client of my dad's. And um, so he sends us and he tells the guys that are going with us, listen to Remy and Sherry. They know what they're talking about. So we come up to a pair and they, the kid, I go, hey, back off. That calf's got to go. They got to go down the other side. He goes, no, I can make it down here. So they split the pair and the calf runs off and goes, oh, we can rope it here. And I was like, no, we rope in the branding pen here. I'll bring the cow back across the draw. So we get through that we get the calf back and then we um we uh keep gathering cows in the same and he's he's not a bad kid he just doesn't know what he doesn't know right and he keeps kind of running back and forth between all of us on the on the gathering line and I was like hey when you cowboy like pick a spot and you move in relation to your partners pick a spot if you want to be in the draw go in the draw you want to be high on the hill go on the hill I don't care about pick your spot so we get to it and i see james laughing when we get through like we meet back up with them we got all the cows coming together i see james laughing i go what's the matter he goes when i met you you'd have never chewed somebody's ass he goes you were very nice about it but you'd have never chewed somebody's ass about being in the wrong spot in the line he's like so you really turned into what you were supposed to and i was like well is that good or bad he goes good he goes i don't have to worry about anything he's like i've got you and Cher taking care of it i don't have to worry about anything oh, so God. it's uh but the same thing, right? Like before I was so easy going, like so easy going to the point that you would lose some, like that you could lose cattle. Well, now I turn into something else. 
but I think it's the same thing. It's like before I would have been like, ah, oh, it's fine. It'll all be all right. And now I'm just like, no, let's get him in the pen and then it'll all be all right. But it's a. Uh... Remy, um, I know this is probably sounds a little corny, but it, it doesn't, not to me anymore, but maybe. Um, like when you, it's a sim. I mean, that's just part of your life is getting on that horse and going out to the branding, but this, I'm emotional all the time lately. I don't know what's going on. I swear to God, I'm not pregnant. So that's, that is not it. Um, that'll be the next week's episode that Breck is pregnant. (laughs) Oh Lord. There's not enough fireball for that. Um, (laughs) uh, that should be your YouTube short from today. (laughs) That can be. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, anyhow, lately I've just, every time I get on the back of a horse and the sun is shining and it's beautiful or you're just surrounded by really good people, it, it, I kind of have tears in my eyes talking about now. I just, I don't know. I just feel so grateful and blessed that that's like the thing that we get to do. And I would have to think that you feel the same when you get to sit on out in that beautiful countryside on your horse, pushing cowboy. you know, I don't know. It's, it is emotional. So the, there's a lot of, so first of all, I'll talk about it just in terms of riding horses, right? Like I am beyond. I told you, look at I'm like tearing up. Why? I am beyond blessed to have a barn full of amazing horses, to have a barn full of amazing clients, to have my team penning and ranch sorting family, to have you, to have my best friends, to have this whole world of people that cares a lot about me, right? And that I care a lot about too. And it's all because of horses. So how are you not emotional that you get to ride this gorgeous animal, right? That wants to be your partner. And now not only do you get like just the pure joy of sitting on your horse and working cows, but it's connected you to this whole web of people that you would have never met otherwise, right? You wouldn't have stumbled across these people. And then um, for me on Monday, like I changed my personal Facebook profile picture to the picture of James and I, and one of my friends from high school goes, you can see your happiness in that picture. It's palpable. So when we were gathering all those cows and you take that breath and you look up, like it is the culmination of everything we've worked for and all of our dreams coming together. And so not only am I happy for myself, I'm super happy for James and then our partner. And again, I posted about this yesterday on my personal Facebook page, our partner on the cattle down there, When I first started dating James, um, there's a kid in his truck. More often than not, there's this kid in his truck. He was really quiet and he wasn't that much younger. I mean, he's younger than me, but not that much younger than me, but just super quiet. And he used to ride this big pain horse, which was actually James's old horse. And I remember he didn't really talk to me very much. He just sit in the back of the truck and not talk. And I was like, it's kind of weird because I don't shut up. Like once you know me, I don't shut up. And uh, I'd be like, or I'd be on the phone with James. I was like, oh, you know, like this is when you can still talk on your phone when you're driving. I was like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm driving the rodeo. I'm going to Norco with Marcus. And I was like, that kid's always with you. Like, what? He's like, yeah, he's just like a really nice kid and kind of wants to cowboy and do some stuff. So I'm just like bringing him around with me. Like, okay, cool. So I started talking to Marcus. And this is when he was first penny. It was really tall paint horse and Marcus was small. And I remember like the first time he really, t- like really talked to me. James was like, when James wasn't around, he walks up and he's like, Remy, I can't get my saddle on my horse. I can do everything else, but can you just throw my saddle? And then I was like, and there's this really tall paint horse named Charlie. And I was like, for sure. And after that, we were pretty good friends. 
And then just life kind of took us in different directions. Marcus went and rodeoed. He moved to Texas. We kept penning and sorting because um, we used to rope a lot. We just didn't rope that much. And when the opportunity came up to buy Steve's cows and some other stuff, you know, James looks around for a partner and he's like, well, Marcus lives there and we've spent so much time together and like, look at all the great things he's done. So we ended up partnering with Marcus on our, the cows down there. And it was just really really cool to see the two of them working at that branding together because they own the cow i mean i'm part of it too but that's their partnership they own these cows together so you went from like an 18 year old and 12 year old into a, in a truck together to now two grown men building this whole thing together and um it is it's it's emotional to watch it because it's not just you anymore and it's not just you against the world and then you had a lot of good people we had a lot of good guys helping us at the branding that you know, they believe in you and they believe in what you're doing. And yes, it's fun. But, you know, we had um, Sherry tell them. So that's the widow. She gave shots the whole time, um, which she's really good at. And then Steve Tellum's brother, John, came and worked. And then when we talked to him after the branding, you know, they both called James and they're like, you know, I'm really proud of you. You're doing a really good job. Everything you're, you know, you are doing what you're supposed to do. And that makes you feel really good, too. Nice. And uh Again, it is emotional. I, I, I think that, um, and I think as you get older too, you're not so much caught in the race of trying to get everything done. You get to enjoy what you're looking at a little bit more than you do when you're younger. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just know that. Uh, or maybe for you, it's just menopause. Who knows? Could be that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes from, I don't even know. He is definitely the worst out of the two, but I don't even want to say the menopause thing, Jeremy, either. I don't want to go through that. I don't know. I just know that like every time that in the last couple of months I've gotten on a horse, I've just, I'm just truly happy. And I'm super thankful for everything around me. It is I'm not saying that I've never been that way because I've always been that way. I think that I'm living in the moment more than I ever have though. That is what I would say. And again, it's like you don't have a corporate job to report to, right? So it's not just this yeah. little slice of your day where I get to enjoy this, but now I have this task of uh, this list of tasks I have to do for other things and for other people, right? You still have a list of tasks, but now they're for you. They're not yeah. for somebody else. You know, <coughs> and um, I think about that too, where I have not worked in corporate America since last last april i quit oh my I, it took me a long time to get to this place i feel like it took me a long time to finally be like grounded or not grounded is not the right word maybe but no it's it's grounded right because yeah. it's it's that you're finally in the moment you're finally present and you find and it's not that there's not distractions and i think when you when you hear people talk about like being in the moment and being grounded and being appreciative that you that people have the appearance that you're good all the time it's not it's just it's easier to find center when you're happier in, in what you're doing we are in totally switch gears here um because and i meant to talk to you about this and i forgot to but i seen it when, you know, um, I, w I was in bed early because I did this last week by myself pretty much until Friday, Brandon came on Friday. But I was in bed early on Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night 
But then Saturday night, I did let my hair down. But on Thursday night when I was in bed early, I was just looking on my phone and um, happened to come across this deal about Ivy, Ivy Sabins Conrado. Did you see that? Which one? Um, I think that that's her name. Yeah. Where somebody was literally like t- um, sending her extremely hateful text messages, oh, yeah. like bad ones. Did you see it? I did. And like, did you ever watch the the Gage podcast with it's Ivy Conrado Sabins because she's married oh. to Jack. But well, thank uh, you for correcting me. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ivy. I, <laughs> um, did like she's got a rough story to how she got to where she is. No, I never seen it, but um, I think I it's didn't, awful. I didn't. Her. Yeah, I didn't. Um, because her, I think it's her brother that does the gauge, and um, go watch it. It's long. We watched it like on the way to Reno. I think it's like two two hour segments or something like that. But. Um, yeah, it's rough. I did see those. I I like to follow the drama. That's not my drama. <laughs> well, no, I was scared. I, I mean, if it was me, Remy, I would be I would be so scared. Like how she was able to handle that and continue competing and not let it not let it rent wreck. Jesus, I can't talk. Not let it wreck her mental well-being it it had to have it had to have a little bit because folks i don't know where you find it or anything like that but literally she had a lady she didn't know at the time it was a lady she had somebody texting her from an unknown number daily multiple times and it would say terrible things like you are a blank clown we watched you run last night and it would say the town where she ran. Um, so glad things didn't go your way because you're a blanking idiot and your horse sucks and you suck. And they knew her schedule. They would text her and say, you better not go running tonight because I'm going to kill you. And it, they told her that they had a, a bounty and somebody had set out to have her killed and these people were going to do it. They told her how they were going to do it. It was awful. Like so awful. Yeah. She's got a lot. She's got a lot of hate lately. Haley Kinzel got it a while ago too. And it's like, why would somebody do that to another person? I just, I cannot wrap my head around it. It's the, it's awful. It's like the, I mean, it's not to that extent, but it's like the guys that are bitching about the rodeo clowns on the cowboy channel. Cause now all the rodeos are televised. Right. And like, man, you could need to get a different act and blah, blah. And I watch the same act all the time. I think it's hilarious. I know what's going to happen. And I still think it's funny, <laughs> yeah. but like the hate that those guys get, which is not at the same level. And again, they're not a younger woman for the most part traveling alone. Right. But we live in a new era where people just. Well, it's so it turns out because I was like, oh, what in the heck is happening here? I too went and grabbed some popcorn and went through the comments. And um, it was another woman who was like following the rodeo scene that was doing it to her. Yeah. So. But uh, it, I watched the Gage podcast. I mean, she's made us some tough. She, uh, 
she made some bad life choices that she talks about when she was younger and you know and then she uh she had she she had a a different path to get there than i think most people understand and i don't think they know because her dad does like barrel fraternity horses mm -hmm. and so there was some infighting there like and not to tell her story but she went through some rough stuff so i'm pretty sure she can handle i mean i i, I can understand why I think what she went through when she was younger probably made that a little bit not, I mean, still scary, but a little bit easier to take because she talks about figuring out what you're made of when you have nothing left. And uh, that's, but yeah, I, we live in a whole new world and there's way too much information. Oh. Your tips. Yeah. And I think that that is why I brought it up because uh, especially of this younger generation, I mean, Imagine if that was happening to your kids or something, Remy, which it, which it is, but good. I mean, you hear about, you hear about like it suicides in elementary school now in it middle is. school, because it's, uh, it's really easy for people to be mean and it's really easy for the world to be a lot harder than it needs to be. And not enough people practice kindness in general. Or laughter. And, uh, Laughter's so yeah. good. Also, you not taking yourself that seriously. Like, I'm really good at not taking myself seriously. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's got to be good for you. It's good for you. No, I think I like. Uh, I don't. I think people think I take myself way more seriously than I do. I'm like the first person to laugh at myself. It was. Um, so again, back to the branding on Monday. We tried to run the first cow through the chute, and she didn't fit like really didn't fit like couldn't get even halfway in and um james is the anxious one marcus and i have very similar personalities it's probably why we all work in a partnership <laughs> and james like oh my god and i was like calm down every you know because now we have the cows in so i don't have to chew anyone's ass because the big work is done and he goes uh i was like calm down it's all okay he's like it is not okay it's like it's gonna be fine i was like she's and Marcus is like, yeah, you know, she's bigger. It'll be fine. Nothing else is big. And it wasn't even, she was big, but she was also the shortest of our cows. So it, like it just hit her hips just right. So we get her fly tagged in the alley and we kick the cows out. Now every other cow walked right in the chute. Everything was fine, but it was that same sort of deal where it's really easy to get upset quickly. And again, you have to have someone. So I'm that someone. And Marcus is also that someone for James. It's like, <laughs> take that breath, man. It's, it's not the end of the world, but when you grow up thinking it's the end of the world and look, I, the reason I got my ass chewed so bad was the guys that James grew up. There was like no safe Harbor, man. You messed up. You were an idiot. You were an asshole. Like all these things. You're like, I just I didn't know. Like I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I, I tried to be nicer. Maybe I wasn't, I tried to be nicer <laughs> on Monday, but, um, you know, I, I think it's really easy to get caught up in how you think things should go and how you think it should work out and then being upset when it doesn't. Well, like, I don't really have a great plan for anything in my life. And that, like, I think it upsets James sometimes when I'm like, this is what I'd like to do. Now I'll figure out how to get there. And James is the opposite. He has to find, he has to know all the steps to get there before he relaxes. And I'm just like, I'll figure it out. You know, like, no. like I said, I had some stuff go wrong last week and both you and my other really good friend were like, it'll work out. This will I all come together like it's supposed to. I did not always used to be that way. I did not. 
that was not one of my strong suits, but, um, I have turned that into one of my strong suits. I had to. And let me tell you from a person who deals with anxiety, it's a lot easier to live with. We'll figure it out. Like not a big deal. Just roll on. And honestly, most times Remy, if I've learned that if you don't make it a big deal, it usually isn't a big deal. So it is, worked very well for my leveling of anxiety, like keeping that lower. Um, so well, okay. That so something I've worked yeah, on. So we had some stuff come up and we're, so we were checking the fence on Thursday and it was James, Marcus and I, and, um, we're talking in James because well, I wasn't that worried about the issue. Right. I really wasn't that worried. Did you think I was worried? And I looked at Marcus and we just both start laughing and I was like, I don't know what your level of not worried about is because it's not my level of not worrying about it. But I, it, it takes practice. It does take practice. And again, it does take who, practice. Who do you surround yourself with? Well, if he was surrounded by someone that also dealt with anxiety, that would probably just feed the machine of neuroses versus me being like, correct. It'll work out. It always has. And I always say like, oh, it always has, but we keep working. It's not like I just sit there and I'm like, fingers crossed, this comes together. Like, no, you just, have to explore different avenues and you have to ask for help. I, that I, I really did figure that I, I I've gotten a lot better about asking for help because forever I was going to show you just how tough I was. Like, I don't need your help. It might take me 12 more hours to do it, but I can do it by myself. And now I was like, Oh, if you help me, I can get this done in like a half hour. So maybe I should just take the help. We also might be a titch stubborn. Remy. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's also, I think that's a good quality though. You know, I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> because it, it, you know, not, not to no end is being stubborn good, but it's, uh, it, it, it makes you, um, it makes you grittier in the long run. Yes. And, uh, I don't, my husband thinks I'm really stubborn, so. I'm stubborn in my beliefs maybe, but. I think my whole thing too is like, and this, this doesn't endear me to a lot of people is that, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take your help, but make no, like make no assumption that I need your help because it might take me longer and I might cry and throw a fit, but I'm still going to get it done. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people don't like that. Other people really like it. So I, I don't, I think it's like a mixed bag on that one. For me. It's a toss out. Yeah. Well, um, I hope, we hope that you enjoyed our conversation today and got to learn a little bit more about both of us um, and the people who surround us and what we're doing, what we're creating. So much goodness. Um, I don't know. I think it's safe to say that we both love the spot that we're at in our life right now. And we are looking forward to making it better and doing more, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. And I, right, I think that's like, I think I commented that on like the top town cowgirl deal, which is it's when you were talking about all the great people you see, just try and be a source of goodness and light in the world because you will draw other people to it. And there's enough hatred and meanness out there. You don't need to add to it. No, God, no. Um, well, uh, we hope everybody has a great week and we will see you next Wednesday. Uh, and 
I'm sure at this time what we will be talking about, but I'm sure that it'll be something good. So until then, be be brave. No, be bold. Be bold. Sorry. Be brave. Be humble. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.